Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls, to episode 56 of the Unlikely Artist podcast. So today I want to talk to you about something that really constrains the way we think about things, the way we define possibilities that are available to us, and more particularly the way we close out possibilities that could be having us live lives that we more truly desire to be living. So that constraint relates to this idea of having logical building blocks. We want our lives to be neatly constructed with logical building blocks. And so what I mean by that, if we want to have a picture in our minds of what I mean, imagine you're building a house and you've got these blocks and you just line the blocks, they're rectangular shape, they're perfect right angles, they fit tightly together and you just lay one block after another and there's nothing circular, there's nothing kind of strange. And when you finish the first row, you just start putting blocks over the next row and you keep going. And you're never leaving that. You're not walking down the street. You're sticking with that house. So when I think about logical building blocks, I imagine building our lives in that very contained logical order. We build a foundation, then we build the walls. We build up from there, there and we don't really change anything. So I think we think our lives need to make logical sense. You might be thinking, well, I need to build based on what I've done before. I don't want to waste my experiences. I don't want to waste my training or my education. I know that I have made this mistake myself a few times. The first job I ever had is I was an economist. I had my master's in economics and I got a job with the Canadian government and I was placed into tax policy. And the truth is I never really loved economics. I was good at it, but I never really enjoyed it. It wasn't really for me. I didn't appreciate the theories. I didn't find it very meaningful. And I decided I wanted to leave that profession. And where my brain went to was, well, I'm in tax policy and at least I won't have wasted all of my education so far if I do something related to tax. So I interviewed some people that were tax accountants and I interviewed some people that were tax lawyers. And between those two choices, the easiest thing for me to do was to become a tax lawyer. And so that's what I did. But what I never did was I never said, hey, I'm not loving economics. Let's go back and see how I made that decision that really didn't land me in a place that I want. And what is it that I most desire? What would I truly like to do? I limited my choices based on these very limited options that would directly build on what I'd already done before. And I think that is 
fairly typical of the way our minds work. And even knowing that I'd done that back then, when I started my coaching practice, I was now in the position where I'd been an artist for a few years and I had a few decades of experience being a senior lawyer on Bay Street and managing a group. And so my natural reaction was, oh, you know, when I become a coach, I want to use creativity and um, look at people's careers and kind of combine those two together, which is where I'm at right now. And as I've been thinking about this whole idea about being constrained with the building blocks, I'm going through a process right now, which is, well, wait a minute. Yeah, I love what I'm doing right now, but I'm loving it 90%. Like what would get me to 100%? What would be available to me if I was willing to blow everything up or just some of it? So right now I'm rethinking everything and it's, it's kind of fun to realize I'm not constrained by what I've done in the past. I think this is a common pattern I'm actually seeing with a number of clients. For example, I've got a younger client and she's been in a particular industry for over 10 years. And she doesn't love that industry very much, but she's acquired a very specialized knowledge in that industry. So I think she kind of was presenting with me, like, I don't, don't really love this industry, but, you know, cause I'm specialized in this industry, like I have to stick with it. And even if she switches jobs, all of the things that she doesn't like will be in the new job. So what she's doing is she's constraining herself to not consider other options that would be outside that industry. And I'm going to move forward to talk about how she could be thinking about it differently, how we can all think about those kind of decisions differently. Because if you think about it, just deciding, well, I don't like this industry, but just so that I can make all my experience directly relevant to what I'm doing going forward, I have to stay in the same industry. It just doesn't make any sense. But this is not just her. As you saw from my example, I'm the same. This is what our brains make us do. This is how the logic in our brains work because our brains hate change. So at best, going back to my house analogy, if we're talking about using building blocks to build that house, our brains want to minimize any change that we might make. So they might say, okay, it's okay if you change the color of the blocks, but keep building those same rows in the same location. So when we try to be super logical and not waste our experience, we're trying to find a viable solution based on the available facts, what our histories are, what we studied, what we've done before. And I think there's a little bit of a sense of needing to be able to justify our choices. Think about it, a synonym for logical is unsurprising. And another synonym I found was only to be expected. But savvy souls, if you really want life to feel more fulfilling, then it's not going to work to make an unsurprising or only to be expected change in your life. So this idea that we have of not wasting anything, 
presupposes that it's actually possible to waste our experiences. And that's never true. We always bring all of us into every experience. We bring in everything that we've ever tried or studied or learned or felt. All of those experiences affect who we are now and what we're capable of doing. All of our experiences are always valuable. They always inform our mental processes and the actions we can take. We're all basically living, breathing, creative machines. We're vessels for growing and evolving. And it's impossible for our experiences to be a waste. A better way to think about our lives is we're all of ourselves in everything we do. We've been a parent, or we're still a parent. That matters. We've been a lawyer. That matters. We've studied geology. That matters. We've traveled to Columbia. That matters. That's because every experience we have feeds into our growth. Everything we choose to do, every person we choose to spend time with, every place we visit, all of it matters. So I guess what I'm saying is, even when we completely switch up, we've never wasted anything. Everything that we've done, every job that we've had, no matter how unrelated, was still valuable. It's still part of our human experience. It still developed our brains. It still gave us different emotional experiences. It taught us different things. So I know this guy, um, he was senior to me at my law firm, and he also worked with me at Ernst Young. And, a lot of us viewed him as the best tax lawyer in the country, and he was just amazing. But when he left the firm, when he retired, he decided what he was going to do. And he didn't say, hey, it would be a real waste for me to uh, not do something related to tax, not use my tax training and all these skills that I've developed and the reputation I've earned. No. He went back to school again. He started right from the beginning and he's now got a PhD in fine arts and he writes learned articles about ancient Christian uh, paintings, I think from the 14th century or something like that uh, in journals. And he is having a fabulous time. He didn't decide that would be a waste just because it was a complete switch in subject matter and he had to start from the beginning again. He just looked at what he wanted to do then, and he did it, and he's having such a fabulous time. So deciding what to do next based on what we've done in the past is really just an unnecessary and arbitrary constraint. Like as a former economist, it always makes me think of the sunk cost fallacy. That's when we've spent a lot of money on something in the past, and then we think it will waste that money if we choose something else. The fact is that money is spent. We've had whatever experiences we've had. Um, sometimes it's just learning something that we don't want. But using that as a guide to move forward um, is so illogical that economists call it a sunk cost fallacy. The cost is sunk and nothing you do now will change that. So make the best decision going forward. So Savvy Souls, I'd like you to think carefully if you're falling into this trap. 
um, ways you might realize that you are falling into this kind of trap is you find yourself just limiting your thinking about what you could do going forward based on what your job is, what your education is, what you've studied so far, what your years of experience have been focused on. Okay. If, if, if that, if those things are a bar to you doing something that you really want, I'd like you to reconsider it. You can also tell if you're falling into this trap, if you're deciding it's too late. If you have that thought, oh, it's too late to do what I want, that that again is coming from this idea like I've got to be building on the decisions I've made already rather than doing something new. Similarly, if you're telling yourself you wish you'd made a different decision, I remember having one client um, who was in her 50s really lamenting her decision when she was in her 20s to uh, not go to a famous art school in Canada. And instead of looking at, okay, what decision can I make now, given where I am in life now that will allow me to exercise the creativity I'm yearning for now. Uh, another way to tell that you're caught in this trap is, you know, finding yourself in this pattern of thinking that certain options are ruled out. In all of these circumstances, you're just forgetting that you can choose now. If something really grabs you, or if you want to do something completely different, but you don't yet know what that something different is, either of those things, it's okay. Just listen and ask yourself how it might be possible. Don't tell yourself it's not possible anymore. I was listening to Stephen Kotler talking on a Mind Valley podcast about the idea of flow and how it's created. That's always something as a creative I'm really interested in hearing what other people's views are about it. And he talked about how each decision when we're in flow, it flows naturally from where we're at now. And the key for being in flow is to become fully present in the moment and explore from that fully present state. In other words, you kind of can't define flow ahead of time. You have to follow it in the moment. And he also said that they can measure satisfaction and the amount of satisfaction we have in our lives is correlated with the amount of time that we spend in flow. Trying to be too logical stops us from being in flow. It prevents us from living in full satisfaction, from making fulfilling choices, from exploiting the creativity in our minds and unleashing it in the world. So remember, this podcast is about the freedom to become who you want. Our freedom, Savvy Souls, always takes us beyond what we've been believing before. Our freedom always moves us towards more flow. Our freedom is never, I should do this because I've done that. Our freedom is, here's what I desire to do, and here's how I'm going to start exploring making that happen. Here's what I want for you, savvy souls. If you're loving what you're building right now, keep adding more building blocks. If you're mostly loving it, consider changing the color of the blocks. But if you're building a simple three-story brick house in Toronto, 
and you're dreaming about building a modern glass-walled house by the ocean, don't keep adding bricks to your home in Toronto. Might be the logical thing to do, but you're not going to land in a house by the ocean by adding bricks to your Toronto home. So savvy souls, I hope that you just take into account how you're thinking, notice the constraints you're imposing in yourself and see if you can start releasing some of those. Start asking yourself, is it really true that I need to make this past experience valuable and build on that? Or are there other options that I'm dying to do that I'm going to start creating for myself? Have an awesome week and see you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.